Welcome back, friends. Lost Scarf here, and it's time for the newest Kirby's Dreamcast. Here we talk about everything Kirby, from the games to the anime to the manga and more. Kirby's Dreamcast. This episode can be found everywhere podcasts are hosted and on YouTube. The advantage of the YouTube side is that I put footage of what I'm talking about on screen. The YouTube side is especially worth looking at when we do gaming episodes, like last episode, which covered Kirby's Star Stacker. I had images of the game manual and other things on the screen for the YouTube side, and that was cool. Also, all gameplay footage was put on the side channel, Scarf Plays, on YouTube, if you want to see me playing through the game. As always, you can give us feedback on the YouTube side's comments section, or at Kirby Dreamcast on Twitter. But today we're going over Kirby Right Back At You episode 47, where we will have stills on the YouTube side showing what's going on in the anime as I talk about it. Quick news, we've gotten about 60,000 downloads of our podcast. It's been a long time, but we are starting to get more attention, and we get about 100 plus downloads a day, so that's great. I'm also making shorts to help advertise the podcast on YouTube, so look out for those. Also, we should get episodes 20 and 21 out on the YouTube side sometime in the near future. Lastly, after this episode, we'll be covering the second light novel in January 2024, so look forward to that. More news! The newest Kirby light novel is going to be about Kirby and friends organizing a concert. Basically the 30th anniversary concert we got a couple years back, so that's curious. I don't know how that's going to go, but I'm really curious. And another big news is Poo 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 Hero is back. It's finally gotten a new manga book. Poo 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 Hero is the manga that kind of retells the games, but Shelly is Kirby's sidekick instead of Waddle D. It's a lot of good comedy in action. It is a lot of people's favorite manga Kirby, and it's back after a long hiatus. That is awesome, and I'd love to cover that someday in the future. But right now, uh... That's long way away. I still gotta learn Japanese to translate all those. So today we're talking about Kirby Right Back At You episode 47 and the first Waddle Dee episode. That's right, there will be others. And the Waddle Dees are adorable in this. Just existing, of course, is why they're so adorable and there's a lot of them here, so heck yeah. Episode 47 released on August 31st, 2002 in Japan and was named Come Home Beloved Waddle Dee. Or Karere Aishi no Waddle Dee. In the US, it was called Pink Collar Blues, and it came out on April 19th, 2003, and was the 42nd episode. The title Pink Collar Blues is a play on the words white collar, blue collar workers. That's where they're going there, and then blues is like sadness, that kind of thing. Or melon. No, no, yeah, melancholy is a good word for uh, blues. Or ennui. So the episode starts with King Dedede looking over enemies' monster catalogs, and we see the monster from the first episode and a chili in there. While looking it over, King Dedede orders tea, and a dutiful Waddle Dee leaves to get some. But it takes all day for the Waddle Dees to return with the tea, and King Dedede gets angry because that took hours. We learn from the Japanese side it's actually only three hours, but that's weird because they show a lot of time go by. Like sunny day down to sunset very quickly, so I don't know about that being only three hours. But since the Waddle Dees don't talk, Escargoon isn't able to learn why the Waddle Dees took so long to get the tea. Evidently, none of the three are the ones who got the tea order from King Dedede, so who knows how long it took. It went from like one D to another until it finally got to the TDs. That's gotta be what happened there. But King Dedede is upset and says he's gonna make some changes at the castle, and then we get the awesome opener. So the Japanese context of this first scene is a little different. In the US version, he's having fun reading about monsters, but in the Japanese version, he's more unhappy. He's looking through the catalog, looking for a monster he wants to use, but he's unhappy when seeing the failures from the past. So in the US version, the lack of tea sours his mood, while in the Japanese version, it just strengthens his unhappiness and then leads to anger. Also, the books say catalog holy nightmare on them, by the way, in the Japanese version. While the US version completely, of course, erases all of that. Poor kids be photoshopping. We then see tons of Waddle Dees as they go about their business of cooking, cleaning, and guarding the castle while Eskergoon is taking account of how many Waddle Dees they have. He's up to the 500s when King Dedede starts talking, and King Dedede thinks the Waddle Dees are freeloaders and he wants to change things. The Japanese version is immediately better because we hear a cute and light xylophone version of Kirby's Invincible Candy song 
during this. I really love that, of course I do. I'm a Kirby fan. The US song is fine, but of course getting Kirby's soundtrack is just superior! So as Escargoon's count gets up to the thousands, we see more working Waddle Dees and Escargoon accidentally counts Kirby as one, which Kirby cutely poyos to. Random fact, in the US version Kirby's counted as number 1210, and in the Japanese version he's number 1581. There's really no significance here unless the number had 86 in it, just a random fact to point out, that's about it. Escargoon then loses count and calls out to Waddle Dew to have them get the full count, and I think this is the first time we hear Waddle Dew be called by name. I am 95% sure this is the first time. Potentially they called him Waddle Dew in one of the first episodes, but it's hard to know without rewatching everything again. By the way, if you forgot, Waddle Dew was voiced by the late great Maddie Blaustein, who was also the voice of Meowth in Pokemon and Chef Kawasaki, Professor Kirio, Tuggle, Gengu, Melman, and Biblio here on Kirby Right Back At You. This episode will have the most Waddle Dew lines in an episode for sure, with only one or two other episodes potentially having more lines. And I just love their work here as Waddle Dew. There's lots of them! Well, how many exactly? Hmm, I'd have to say. I don't know. The delivery here is hilarious. Of course, see the scene for yourself, but basically what happens is Escargoon tells Waddle Dew to tell him how many Waddle Dees there are, and he's like, uh, there's a lot of them? And then he asks again, he says, I don't know, which is just hilarious. I love the delivery from Matty Blaustein, it's just so good. And the Japanese version's good too. So the voice of the Japanese version is Yuko Mitsutani, who was an anime longer than I've been alive. She started in Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam in 1985. She was a ton of voices, but the ones that might stand out to the audience are Mahoshi from Tenchi Muyo, yep, that's her, Sora from Digimon, also her, and Minnie Mouse in Kingdom Hearts. She also voiced uh, Memu, which is ladylike, Mabel, Koo, Chili, Waki, and Devil Frog in the anime for Kirby. Sadly, she also died. Like, Maddie Blastin and Yuko Mitsutani are both dead. They both died very young. It's very unfortunate. She died from breast cancer at 51, while uh, Maddie Blastin died of st a stomach disease at 47, if I remember correctly. Very sad. Her version of Waddle Doo is more childlike. But both versions are just endearing. The US version sounds like the leader of a construction site, while the Japanese version sounds like the big kid watching over a group of kids. Like, the Waddle Dees are like six year olds, and Waddle Doo's an eight year old. That's how he sounds in the Japanese version, and it's just cute, but they're also just not sure of the count. And I just love the delivery in both versions. This might also be the first time it's mentioned that Waddle Doo is the captain of the Dees, like by title in an episode, since I think this might be the first time they mentioned him too. It's obvious Waddle Doo leads the Dees in some way, but this is the first time they just point it out completely. And, well, Waddle Doo tells Escargoon they don't know what the count is, and then Escargoon berates Waddle Doo for not knowing and leaves. So then King Dedede learns there's too many to count, so he decides to fire them to reduce their food, water, and electricity bill. But Escargoon reminds the king that they do all the cooking, cleaning, and guarding. So King Dedede just says Escargoon can do all that, but of course he can't! Are you kidding me? So they call enemy, and the salesman says no monsters until they get paid. But upon hearing they want a monster that can cook, clean, and such, the salesman gives them exactly what they want. A monster called Domestic Servant Robot that can follow all orders. Interestingly, in the Japanese version, there's no hint that King Dedede is behind on paying NME, so they just oblige the order. And I think this is interesting for later, because I think the four kids decided they needed to give better context, because if they don't, what happens later in the episode is a bit kind of weird. So they get the robot, and it's just this big, like, rectangular robot thing with a weird eye and a normal eye and it's just got mechanical arms and everything and it just looks weird best way to put it looks weird man looks weird 
So King Dedede orders it to give him tea and it does immediately. And he then gives it an order to clean the castle. So we see lots of cute Waddle Dees cleaning the castle and being confused as a robot rushes through them and cleans the place. They just stare in silent confusion, which is always cute. We then see the robot do lots of things like bathe and massage King Dedede too, which is... Alright, sure, that's weird, but yeah, that's, that's what a servant will do. Waddle Dee then comes in and asks if the king could give the Waddle Dees one day off a year, and he yells they can have them all off. They're fired! This of course shocks Waddle Dee and Tiff's family. Tiff immediately goes to King Dedede to tell them it's wrong to fire the Waddles. She insists it's impossible to run the whole castle with one robot, but King Dedede and Escargoon just don't want to budge. So the robot is sent in to kick out all the Waddle Dees and Waddle Dee, and they just stand there and take it, by the way. The Waddle Dees and Waddle Dee are just... they're such patient people. Real quick on the Japanese side, Waddle Dee actually asked for a raise for the Waddle Dees in the Japanese version, but it's established earlier in the episode that King Dedede does not pay them. He gives them room and board, but does not actually pay them, so... What do you add to zero? Another zero? Like, what? Also, when the family learns about the firing, Kirby says fired in a childish way. That's right, in case this is your first episode of the podcast. Kirby baby talks kinda in the Japanese version sometimes, and also to mention again, Sakurai did not want that. He told them, no humans, and Kirby can't talk. They honored the first one, kinda, because there's no humans except the fact that Tiff's family is basically human. And then for the second thing, Kirby doesn't talk every episode, but he talks a lot of episodes when he does his attacks. That's a weird thing that they did, and I guess Sakurai never saw that, or it was too late, he can't stop it. So we then see a huge procession of Waddle Dees silently leave the castle while carrying their stuff with them. We hear from Blade Knight that there's thousands of them leaving, and Med Knight just silently watches. The US version of this scene plays a more army marching song. While the Japanese version plays a more somber, sadder song of dread, since the fate of the Waddle Dees is uncertain. I think I like the US version more because it just matches what they're doing because some people call it it looks like an army marching. Well, yeah, Japanese version doesn't make it sadder, but I don't know, they're, they're not working for King Dedede anymore and that ain't a bad thing in this universe. Tiff then decides to follow the Waddle Dees because she wants to help them. Tuff and Kirby then follow in tow and we see the Waddle Dees in unison march to the Cappy Town as they leave. Chef Kawasaki asks if any of them want to buy lunch, Tuggle wonders if there's a parade, Melman says it looks like an army marching, and Chief Bookham yells at them about blocking traffic without a permit. But they ignore him completely, and we see them traveling to the beach, where Kine wonders what's going on too. And eventually we see them marching into a giant cave at the beach, and there's a huge cart with them. What mystery? Then cut to that night, and hundreds of Waddle Dees stare off into the night sea. Reminds me of the loser screen for Waddle Dee and Kirby Star Stacker, which is the episode we did before this one, so what timing? It also just reminds me of Kirby looking out at the sea as well when he lost his dog. Like, it's just very much a touchstone for... Dramatic sadness, look out at the ocean at night, I guess. While they do this, Kirby, Tiff, Tuff, Mayor Blundergast, Chief Bookham, and Professor Curio watch them. We then get some Waddle Dee lore from Professor Curio. They're from across the sea, and they actually migrate a lot. But once someone gives them a meal and hosts them, they align with that person to repay their host. They just see it as the polite thing to do, so... Yeah, I get that. Like, I would do that too. Anyone buys me lunch, they are my friend for life. That's how I feel. So, at some point, King Dedede... And Escargoon, maybe, gave the Waddle Dee some food and like, hey, you can hang out here for a while if you want. And they all just came there. They're like, oh, hey, he's hiring? Okay. And they all went. And now they work there. Like, that's it. We don't really get the origin story of the Waddle Dees yet. 
or ever, I can't remember right now, but that's interesting that I guess King Dedede showed some kindness to them at some point, because how else did this happen? So Tiff thinks they need to investigate, and they try to sneak into the cave behind all the Waddle Dees, but while they do that, a Canny comes out of the ground and attacks Kirby. Canny is from Kirby's Dreamland 3 and Kirby 64. It is basically a crab, but it's got big old eyes. And when Kirby gets attacked, he makes noise, and this alerts the Waddle Dees, and they flood the area and carry them out. As they're getting carried away, Tiff sees Waddle-Doo and asks him to ask them what's going on, and Waddle-Doo obliges. But then Waddle-Doo tells him that the Waddle-Dees don't want to answer your questions respectfully, they just don't want to do it. In the Japanese version, we learn that Waddle-Doo tells us that they're actually two different species, but they can try to speak it. While in the US version, I love this joke, I don't always see eye-to-eyes with these people, but I'll see if I can find anything out for you. I love the eye-to-eyes joke, just well played on that, I really enjoy that. So, they're stuck. The Waddle Dees don't want any help. Tiff wants to help them, and, well, Tiff likes to butt in. That's what she does, and sometimes it's the right move. So she gets an idea from looking at Kirby playing with everyone, because he's playing with the Waddle Dees on the canny now. What if Kirby wore Waddle Dee face? <laughs> I'm just saying it is so bad. So, it's really cute. Kirby dressed up as a Waddle Dee. Waddle Kirby is extremely cute. It's just weird as well. Like, oh my god, Kirby's dressed up as another race. That's odd. So they give Kirby a camera and ask him to take pictures inside, and Kirby runs off. Tiff then asks Kirby not to eat the camera as he runs away, and I love that choice of words there, because that's not in the original, and that's just funny. I just find it very funny there. It's just good delivery there by the voice of Tiff, who I can't remember at the moment, but it's just good delivery. We then see Waddle Dee practice troop formations with Waddle Dees while Kirby sneaks in behind them, and there's tons of cute Waddle Dees sleeping everywhere. Just cuddle puddles everywhere. By the way, I will always love this. The US side of the show makes sound effects as Kirby walks and sneaks around, and it's the cutest sounds ever, and I love that so much. And so Kirby sneaks in, and then he sees a giant box being guarded and tries to take a picture, but drops the camera because he is a baby. He then picks it up and takes lots of random pictures with the flash on, which scares all the Waddle Dees awake and whips them into a frenzy. Kirby then runs out to safety to Tiff and Tuff. Waddle Dees are just cute. I'm gonna always say this over and over again. They're just so cute in every scene, and they're cute here, and Kirby's cute sneaking around. It's just a great cute scene. When Kirby gets back, Professor Curio says, That's what I call snappy. Oh my god, these puns. There have been about six puns already this episode, but that's the one I needed to mention for sure, because oh my god. We then see the pictures, and they're of course blurry and all over the place, but one picture shows the big box. In the US version, Tiff wonders what the box is about, while in the Japanese version, Tiff assumes it's a supply box for the Waddle Dees to travel back across the sea. Then it comes to the next morning and we see Tiff's family has been helping with the laundry because of course the robot can't do everything. Are you kidding me? One thing I like, back to the last scene, is the choice to have Kirby take all these pictures and to show all the pictures Kirby took, and that there are a lot of bad shots. I love that they thought to do that because that makes perfect sense. You send a baby out to do some work, you ain't gonna do it perfectly, no way. Next, we see the robot sneak into someone's chambers while Meta Knight watches from afar. Escargoon remarks that it feels empty with all the Waddle Dees gone, and Meta Knight says Escargoon's cash box is empty too. Hearing this alarms Escargoon, he wants to go check it, but King Dedede calls him over because he wants to go play games. But Escargoon then convinces King Dedede to let him investigate, and yup, all of Escargoon's jewels from episode 17, the thing about the ring episode, have been stolen. We'll see later on when we see the jewels that they are those jewels. So King Dedede checks his coffers, and they're empty too. Escargoon and King Dedede are convinced the Waddle Dee stole it all, but Midnight thinks it's an unwise assessment. Escargoon then remembers he saw his money this morning, so he realized it must be the robot. And we then see the robot do exactly that, transporting jewels 
to enemy, and when you see the jewels, they are the jewels from episode 17. Nice continuity there. King Dedede and Escargoon see this, and Escargoon regrets that they fired the Waddle Dees, and King Dedede puts all the blame on Escargoon. So here's a weird thing. In the Japanese version, they just accept that they got robbed by enemy. There's no clapback, there's nothing. Enemy robbed them, and they just accept it. I guess because they know they're working with bad people. But the US version implies that they're being forced to pay off their debts. So I think it was a nice seed they planted earlier when they had the salesman say, no more monsters until you pay us up. Like, I think that's a better way to do it because it is just weird for King Dedede to accept getting robbed. Of course, they're mad at the robot and they confront it, but it immediately chases them away by firing lasers at them. But it turns out Waddle Dee was watching the castle vigilantly from the beach. And once he sees the explosions, he runs down to the beach and calls out with his sword raised high, Waddle Dee's to the rescue. We then see that Tiff's team slept at the beach while observing, and they wake up to see the Waddle Dee army rush away from the beach, and they are fast. We see the kids follow along quickly while the adults can't keep up. We also see Samo and Mabel comment on the speed of the Waddle Dees while holding hands. Turns out their relationship took a step at some point, because what? They're holding hands. Prior to this, there's only indication that Samo and Mabel might have feelings for each other. Mostly it seems like it's more Samo than anyone, but here they're holding hands. When bad situations happen, they do come close at times, but nothing has really told us that they're actually this close. So, wow, they snuck that in. So, back to the actual plot. The Waddle Dees then make a Waddle Dee bridge and climb on top of each other to get into the castle. They catch King Diddy and Escargoon with blankets, and Waddle Dee checks on their well-being. Like, they fell from the ramparts as they were getting chased by the robot, and they got caught just in time by the Waddle Dees. Good for them. King Dedede then says he decided to forgive Waddle Dee for quitting his job. <laughs> the audacity of this king right here. The audacity of this king. Japanese version has him asking Waddle Dee to get his money back, by the way. He just doesn't even talk about that. He's just like, get my money back. By the way, the scenes from the appearance of Waddle Dee to the rescue of King Dedede and Escargoon is awesome because it plays the theme song from Kirby Superstar, The Arena. It's so good. I wish the US version could play the songs from the games. I don't know why they don't, but they should. Because that song just worked so well. It's so good. So the robot attacks again, but the Waddle Dees combine their spears to reflect the robot laser back at it. And the Waddles do okay until the monster transforms into a giant robot. When it transforms, it does a whole transformation sequence, and it says transform in the Japanese version, and later says it's damn gun. Well, in the US version doesn't say anything. So Damn Gun, of course, is a play on Gundam, which is, you know, Gundam. And yeah, that's a reference we wouldn't get in America, maybe. I don't know, now we would, but back then, probably not. All we got back then at that point was Gundam Wing and original Gundam. That's actually it, and maybe G Gundam. That's about it. So the Waddle Dees attack in mass with their spears and bodies, but they keep getting knocked away. Still, they persist and keep fighting. It's literally watching Pikmin attack a beast. That's what the Waddle Dees are doing. They fight, they keep fighting, they keep throwing their bodies at it, they get blasted back, and then they get up and do it again. Gotta love the tenacity of the Waddle Dees. Then the kids arrive, and Tiff orders Kirby to suck up the robot. He ends up becoming Stone Kirby from sucking up Castle Rubble instead, and he then becomes a giant stone and lands on the robot. And it throws Kirby away, but Kirby bounces back off a castle wall and stomps on the bot again until it gets stuck in the ground. And again, just mentioning this, the Japanese version didn't follow Sakurai's rule, Kirby says Stone Kirby 
when it attacks. It's very interesting to hear that. I don't think you need to say anything there. So then the Waddles grab a bunch of tools while the robot's stuck in the ground with Kirby on top of it, and they start dismantling the robot apart like a bunch of crows tearing apart a loaf of bread. With the robot weakened, Stone Kirby jumps up and crushes the robot to pieces. And the day is saved, but Escargoon and King Dedede are sad they ended up paying their bills to Nightmare Enterprises. But then Waddle Dee shows up with a giant box and it's revealed to be King Dedede's treasure. So the Waddle Dees did steal the treasure, but that was to keep it safe. Only Escargoon got robbed. Ouch. Poor Escargoon. King Dedede then rehires the Waddle Dees back at half pay, and since they were paid zero dollars, this changes nothing. The Waddle Dees and Kirby then do the Kirby dance together, but because it's the US version, they play a kind of ballet dance song instead. And of course this breaks my heart a little bit, but they're all so cute! It is of course overwhelming my heart to hear them all dance to Kirby's Kirby dance song in the Japanese version. Love it so much. So this is kind of a nothing episode, but it's just so cute and fun and we get Waddle Dee lore, so I love it anyway! It's just really cute! Love it! Just love it for that! It's also funny! This is a kid's show! You'd expect it more like this, which is cute and fun, but some episodes are just too loaded with a little bit too much complexity, or they're just really dark themes. And I'm surprised by how few light episodes we get like this, honestly. Despite being nothing, it's just so much fun, and that's what you want, right? So lastly, let's go over this from Kirby's perspective, because I love doing that. So just from the top, He's having another fun day at the castle. Oh, hi, Escargoon. Oh, he's mad again for some reason. What? The Waddle Dees are on fire. Oh, they're fired. What's that? <laughs> wow, there's a lot of them marching that way. They're all staring at the night sky at the beach. I do that sometimes. Wow, that's some Waddle lore. <laughs> sneaking, sneaking. Hey, a crab. Ow, a crab. Group hug with the Waddles. Hey, let's play with the crab Waddle friends. I'm a Waddle Dee now. <laughs> sneak, sneak. Camera time. Oops, dropped it. Camera time. Running, running, running. Here's the camera. Kirby do good. Sleeping at the beach. What? Wow, everyone's moving fast. Oh no, explosions. Okay, time to suck something. I'm a big rock and I do big smash. Hey, they're dancing. I want to dance too. The end. That's it. That's all Kirby does. Kirby is very much a background character and does until the end. Which is fine to me. Like, I love Kirby, but getting some shining light on the Waddle Dees and Waddle Doo. Loved it. I really like that a lot. And Kirby still saves the day in the end, so there you go. So that is the end of this episode, next episode is the tourist episode, and that's an alright one. But good news to you light novel fans, next time's gonna be light novel number two. And that's a cute fun one as well, I enjoyed light novel episode two. It has to do with, not necessarily a treasure hunt, but they're hunting a fruit that is very valuable, but also very delicious. And it's an interesting one there because there's a bunch of new characters in it, and I think it's fun characterization of everybody in there. And I like what happens in it, so I can't wait to talk about that one. So, that's it for now. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Everyone's enjoyment is what makes these worth making. And please share us with everyone you know who loves Kirby, because we're just going to keep making these, and more people who have fun, the better. And lastly, I had fun. I hope you had fun too, and thanks for coming by, and see you next time.